Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders recognized in their fields who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Welcome to today's episode of Leadership Stars. And I have a very special person on today. And But I'd like to ask you some questions first. You know, you've got your deliverables. You've got online courses. You've got webinars. You've got slide decks. You've got all of that. And you realize, of course, that those are key to reaching your people in the most memorable way. But I don't know about you. I had a real challenge on how do I go about making them the very, very best that they can be and to really shine and to give the most information possible in a way that people want to sit and listen to the webinar and just keep cutting in and out. Well, we're going to start by learning from the founder of Clear Course Creation, who specializes in creating these presentations for her clients that really keep the audience engaged, entertained, and most important, ready to take action. So I'd like you all to welcome my very favorite friend, Jen Hardy. Jen, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, it's a delight, and you are my very favorite person in the whole wide world right now because you're working on a special project for me, aren't you? Yes, I am. Very special, and I'm I'm really excited about it, and I can't wait to be able to showcase your awesome message out to the world, and the only the way that you know how. Oh, thank you so much. Hey, Jen, um, one of the things that, that I like to start with in the show is what's your background? How did you get from wherever you were? You were a, um, a pharmaceutical sales rep for a while. Is that not correct? Yeah. Yes, I've been in the medical industry uh, in one form or another for the last um, well, 15 years. And but the last, uh, prior to starting my own business, I was in the pharmaceutical industry for five years where I had really my um, formal training on uh, engaging with other people and being visible, being um, in front of people to teach them um you know, about my products that I was selling, that I was representing. And um, so that was that was just a really um, foundational um, experience for me and being visible and being out there and being able to communicate effectively with people and getting them engaged, you know, getting, getting them to want to stop and, and allow me to have a few minutes of their time and to, to share something that I had. So, Jen, you learned your ability to create clear courses in college. Is that not correct? You went to um, CSU Monterey Bay, if I remember correctly. Is that right? Yes. Yes, I did. I, um, I, went, I went there for both my bachelor's and my master's degree. And the master's degree was specifically in um, uh, instructional science technology, so that um, creating online curriculum for people so that they you know, could get their degrees um, or any education that they want online um, and how, how to really create something that would um, uh, take away from that flat experience that, you know, some people feel they have with online experience, uh, with online courses to really an engaging, rich, full um, 
experience that they can take back into their lives and use. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's fantastic because I know um, there are many people out there who have just really great ideas that they'd love to share with their clients um, or the world as a whole, but the the how, the putting together a PowerPoint presentation, or you're now using um, Vimeo and Capti- Captivate, is that right? Right. Captivate is the, the courseware that I use to create online courses. Um, you know, Vimeo we use to stream, you know, and the videos. There's a lot of video work in, within the courses, and um, that, you know, you can use a lot of different platforms and, and media for the, the whole engagement piece. And so, and that's, that's definitely the key. And, and I think that's so amazing that one, that's your genius. And for me, that would take me yeah, about as long as it took me to do my videos. When I started leadership inspirations, I did seven videos in eight hours. And somehow since they were three minute videos, that seemed like a disproportionate amount of time to be able to turn these out. And now that I'm working with a, Ellen Rona, who you know very well, as my videographer, we turn those, we turn 10 of them out in less than 45 minutes. And she likes to say, wow. you're, you're a one, one take wonder. Um, so I, I know when to bring a genius into my work and to really um, support me in that way. And you've definitely done that for me. But why do you really love doing this work because I have to tell you for me it's terribly boring but you seem to really light up when you get into the actual course creation and creating the slides and all of that good stuff why is that well I think I've discovered in myself that what I love to do is to learn about how people how they tick how they how they operate what their processes their formula I like to refer to it as um, and when, you know, it's, it's very hard for people to explain what they do sometimes because they, they do it so naturally, almost involuntary, that involuntarily, you know, like breathing. So it's very hard for them to communicate what they do sometimes in a really effective way. And so I love to just really study people and study what their message is and then figure out the needs of their audience and how they will best receive the message that you have to give and just to bridge that gap. To, to make it just this really, you know, amazing experience that, you know, everybody gets something out of. And for me, that's exciting. And I know it, I know it seems kind of detail-oriented and, and um, you know, flat or boring to some people, but for me, it's just it's like a research of study of life, you know, studying how people tick. And it, it just, um, yeah, it's just a real passion for me. I love that. I'm glad it's a passion for you because um, you bring, like I said, your genius into the world by creating these phenomenal webinars for for folks. Um, So, Jen, who's your ideal client? um, You know, I work a lot with coaches, consultants, trainers, people, you know, solo entrepreneurs that have um, have the, the amazing message that they want to share with the world. And they, they just don't know how to connect it so that they, they can um, transfer it to someone so that they can start using it right away. So, so anybody that's got that message that they've been honing, that they've been, you know, nurturing and, um, and they're ready to put it out in the world, but they just don't have, quite have that confidence to do that, um, I, that's, that's my ideal client because I, I will get you there. And, um, 
and, and you will be so happy you did. And so that's, for me, that's the payoff. Okay, now I have a question for you. In in your bio, you say you were voted the most shy in ninth grade and that you were doing your best to blend in. Um, so that really doesn't sound like a place to set you up for this massive visibility that's going on. So how did you, um, in essence, move beyond being that shy and being more visible? Well, I think... Um it, for me, it was an experience in training when I was in pharmaceutical sales. Um, that was the first, you know, corporate experience I had had, and I, I went there, and, and it was just, you know, a lot of self-imposed pressure, but also, you know, we had their very high expectations of the company that I worked for, and um, we had to go there and get everything out of it. And, you know, the training department was fantastic, but I just, I never connected where I felt grounded and secure that I was going to get through that experience and, and be better for it. And, and you know, in large part, that was probably my own fears and um, kind of misconceptions of what, what it was I was supposed to do there. But um, I, I think having gone through that and then, and then experiencing... Um, yeah, making the connection when when I really did connect with somebody and I expressed um, a point about you know what I was trying to share with them and they they understood you know that moment of yes they understood and it was important that they heard it and I thought you know I, this feels so good <laughs> that yeah. I I I don't want to fear this anymore. I, I don't need to fear this experience of being out there because what I'm doing is so well received, and it's and and I can I can teach this to people and I can make a difference in their lives when they're trying to share their messages. And so um, there was just a transformation for me in that experience, and then the experience that followed that that career. You know, just kind of going back to school and learning how to create. Um, really effective presentations, and then, you know, in turn, taking, I take a lot of online courses, of course, and I listen to a lot of presentations, and, and I see things, you know, people will be um, demonstrating their points or expressing themselves, and, and I see little ways that they could make changes that would be so much more effective, and so I started to, you know, gently offer suggestions just to see if people were open to that, and they were so so open to it. They they want, they just craved it. They, Please, anything you can let me know that would help this make this better, and you know, help me with my, you know, connect with my clients better. Um, they loved it, and so then I started branching out and doing a little bit of public speaking, and and it's just because I loved that the my content, my message so much. Being visible started to become uh, much more natural to me. I started to gravitate towards it, which was definitely not how I started out being in the ninth grade. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. I mean, I I sort of come out of the same bailiwick, although mine was much earlier, and uh, you know, I was seven and was told I should never stand up in front of groups of people and talk. So that whole concept of being out there and talking to people um, and I looked at it as, no, I'm the person behind the curtain. I will make things happen, but, you know, I am not going to be out there um, speaking to hundreds and thousands of people. And I know it took me quite a few years to actually realize that people wanted me and wanted me up front. 
you know, I did things like, you know, the Army speaking team. I trained uh, in a basic training company for two years and was up in front of probably, I would say, the hardest audience I had to deal with. And these were troops who probably had two hours sleep uh, the night before. And the question was, how do you make something like awards and decorations and bugle calls exciting so that people would stay awake and really get something out of it. So, I mean, that's absolutely. that's been a challenge too. Yeah, speak. What, Jen? Oh, no, I just said absolutely. Yeah, I, I can, I, you know, you're such a, an amazing storyteller. So um, I can really see that, you know, the way that you can take something like Eagle calls and make it just riveting and enjoyable. Make it, yeah, make it fun. Almost, uh, what I actually finally ended up doing was doing a game, and where they they were on teams and they had to name the bugle call or almost like Jeopardy, you know, Um, and that that became really fun. And while um, the higher ups really had never done anything like this. I mean, we'd always lectured. I mean, I had a script to memorize and I found one thing is I don't memorize scripts. So I had to do it my way in order to be able to speak and to be engaging and, and to get the message across. So I, I know wherever you speak that I, I love having someone like you give me feedback on what could I do to, you know, present the material better, um, you know, have um, a more robust um, uh, audiovisual. Because I have to be honest with you, Jen, I, you know, whenever I, I speak, you know, I have people say, so do you have a PowerPoint presentation? And I go, nope, I'm the audiovisual. Uh, <laughs> so you can tell to some degree how uncomfortable I am having um, a PowerPoint presentation. So question, how do you take your clients from that reluctance to use audiovisual to being comfortable with it and really using the power that a PowerPoint presentation could be? Um, well, I, I'd like to demonstrate how the, well, I guess I should say I really want to highlight that, that you as the expert, the public speaker, you, like you said, you are the audiovisual. Mm-hmm. The, the presentation, of course, it's nothing more than something that supports you, that just accentuates the point that you're making. You don't want it to ever distract or to take people's attention away from what it is. It's not something for you to get up there and hide behind. And I think a lot of us feel like, okay, I have this great, you know, PowerPoint presentation. That's what everybody's going to look at. Nobody's going to be looking at me. And, and, you know, that's when people get lost in thought because the energy is coming from you as the speaker. And if you aren't exchanging that energy with your audience, whether it's online or it's right live in person, you will not keep that person engaged. There has to be an energy exchange. So um, I, I just really try to teach people how, you know, carving things down into very, very small, singular points so that people can listen to what you're saying. They can just see the word or the visual or the graphic. That, that accentuates that, and then they can see it in their mind's eye, living it, using that, that skill or that technique that you're teaching in what it is that they do every day. And then that's when, that's when memories are created, that's when learning begins, and, and that's how people retain things, and, and, uh, and there's been really effective communication. 
Yeah, I think you've made some really great points here about, you know, not hiding behind your um, your PowerPoint presentation. That's so easy to happen. Um, and I know I had a, a one of the companies I worked for, their PowerPoint slides were actually in a book so that they didn't have to take them all down. So I literally stood in the back of the room and and was part of the group. That was the way that I engendered um sort of a dialogue as opposed to, you know, reading the slides or getting lost in the slides or whatever it is. And that's a real challenge as well. So audience, what I'd like you to think about in using PowerPoint slides, are you the audiovisual or are they? Are you relying on what's on that slide to really get your message across or are you using you as an energy exchange with your audience? And thus make it much more powerful and you much more visible. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. Voice America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at dare to dream with linda.com that's linda at dare the number two dream with linda.com have you had a chance to check out voice america's online magazine and blog press pass if you love our hosts and shows check out articles that give an even deeper perspective plus topics about health and fitness movie reviews philosophy business tips and tactics spirituality positive thought current events and even more about your favorite host It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Voice America Women's Channel a leader in the forward movement of women's success. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. And I have, well, I have to say, one of my more, my most favorite colleagues and friends, Jen Hardy. And what I love about Jen is that she is so selfless about helping others, coaches, um, consultants, trainers, to really take their great content 
And because we don't have time or the expertise to create or update our online forms, she takes it and really makes it sing and to a point where your clients are begging you for more courses like this because they are so brilliantly put together. And I can't thank you, Jen, enough for doing that for my my work with the art of hurting cats leading teams of leaders. Oh, well, thank you. I love being a part of your, your world. And, uh, and I learn from you every single time I get to be around you. Oh, thank you, Jen. We could have a mutual admiration society. We could spend the rest of the hour just complimenting yeah. each other, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I know <laughs> that you, <laughs> you had some struggles with being shy. Um, and like many of us, you had a fear of failure and a fear of humiliation about standing up in front of groups of people and talking. But you've done some self-discovery and really developed a formula that you use to support yourself in interactions, um, be they on stage, be they one-to-one or in small group or whatever. What is that rhythm to the process of being visible that you've created in, or you've turned into a formula? Well, for me, uh, you know, the best way for me to remember things is to have a process or, you know, like a step. Um, step-by-step guide. Um, so one of my basic techniques that I've always used is to, um, to count how many things, you know, like how many, um, uh, how many items in it or how many ingredients in a, in a recipe or how many um, errands do I have to run, you know, and I literally like count them on my fingers, one, two, three, five ingredients, and then, and then I can go through my head and remind, when I'm at the store, remember what I have to get, what I don't have. Um, and, and I realized, you know, through my life that I just kind of always rely, relied on this if I didn't have, you know, like my notes or my, my calendar or what have you in front of me. And I re- relied on this, you know, this process that I use. And as I've been working with my clients, um, I've been starting to recognize the pattern in their behaviors, the way that they do things. Um, whether it's something as simple as remembering the errands that you're that you need to run that day, or if it's like how do they how do they reach their goals in life that they're striving for? Mm-hmm. So, um, what I found that is that you know when I when somebody goes to describe what it is that they're doing, like we t- we talked about earlier, it's so sometimes it's so difficult because they they do it so naturally that mm-hmm. they just they don't even realize or recognize it. So what what I do is I I start to ask them, um, just you know, tell me a scenario or a story of something that you do where you've helped somebody that, you know, maybe is a common thing that you see yourself being asked to do on a regular basis. And so, you know, I, I find that they'll, you know, give me this this really, you know, kind of general story and I might have to like dig deeper and ask a few more questions and maybe even ask a second for a second story. And through the, the process of listening to what it is they're saying, I start to see patterns and certain certain words that are coming up that are um, key to what their strengths are. And and then I, I kind of summarize it for them and I, I tell them what I saw. And it's always this kind of surprise to them that, that oh, I do that? Oh, yeah, I, you know, that's, that's a special... You really think that's a strength? That's you know, and this is always kind of a uh, a surprise to them, and or they seem kind of flattered that someone actually noticed that that's something that they do and that they do it so naturally. 
But it's the process of pointing it out to them and making them aware that that's, these are the things that they do so naturally that they start to recognize that, oh, okay, I do have a system to the way that I do things, and this is, this is the way that I help people. And when they move forward doing anything, if they can fall back on that memory and remember how they how they have naturally constructed a path towards a certain goal or help somebody else get towards that goal, they, they start to kind of come up with a, um, a structure on how to get things done. And it, it can help even when you're, when you're standing in front of a, an audience and you're telling a story and you might find that you're going off on a tangent. If you come back to where am I in my process of explaining something, it can kind of help you stay on track. And so I've just developed, here's a formula on a, on a way that you can, um, you know, explain what it is that you're doing, share your message, and, and you know, be really effective in your communication. So, you know, a long explanation of, of the formula, but that's how it started. I think that's fantastic because, uh, you know, as a storyteller, I know that I can get distracted in the story um, either by somebody asking a question or or there's a key word that pops up and I go, oh, and then I go off on a tangent or or go go somewhere else. As I like to say, I go walkabout. And then uh, also when you get to a certain age, um, it's like, so where was I? Because I have no, oftentimes, no idea where I left the story to go off on this this side road. So the idea of having a, a list or a process or whatever where you always can drop back in, um, I think is very, very important. I also have to tell you that I think it's it's interesting that you you count your number of ingredients, you count, uh, you know, how many trips do I need to make. I found that if it's more than three, I need to make a list because... <laughs> That's about all my my brain will hold is three items. And when I get to four and five, it's like, okay, well, what were one and two? So um, having, a, having a list of where am I going this weekend? Where am I going on Saturday? What shops do I need to go to? What am I going to get there? That kind of thing has really helped me to be much more um, efficient. Um, it also gives me a chance to look at, well, where am I going? And what route do I want to take to get there? So that you're not backtracking. So I, I, I so agree that that step-by-step step, count the ingredients, count the trips, um, you know, really get a sense of where are you going. Almost outlining the program, would you say that that's part of it? Exactly, yes. And just like you say, when, you know, if you don't, if you don't know where you're going, how, how do you know if you arrive there, right? You know, you, if you don't have your vision and you know where your goal is, your destination, you just kind of wander aimlessly. So if you, you know, kind of use the same metaphor, if I have the three steps to my journey, you know, the beginning, the middle, and the end, or the beginning, the middle, the end of the story, you know, you can kind of keep bringing yourself back. I mean, it's not, you know, rocket science, you know, I'm not, you know, sharing something that's brand new, but it's just something that we all kind of take for granted and don't realize we can use this as a tool when we don't have the ability to be able to read right off of our list that we've created or, mm-hmm. you know, um, have a pre-recorded speech that we can just put out there, you know. If, if we have to stand in front of a group of people and have a conversation, um, this is a way that, this is a process that's internal, that's innate and unique to each and every one of us that will help us be the most effective in front of that audience. 
Yeah, I think that's a really key point, Jen, that you know, having that beginning, middle, and end and knowing what those three pieces are, it is easier to um, you know, step back in when you know, somebody's asked you a question, it takes you off track, but it brings you back exactly where you were and can move forward. I think that's awesome. Uh, also, you talked a little bit about you know, there's a lot of stuff that we do that's very natural that um, is our, un, you know, our unconscious uh, really is driving that um, and tap, being able to tap into that and bring it up to a uh, conscious level to create a common theme or to really get a sense of, well, what are the words that I always use? Um, and how can I use those powerfully in my presentation for this next group of people, right? Right, exactly. Exactly, because when you're standing up in front of a group of people, you're, you know, it's really easy to just get in touch with just your own emotions and feelings of the experience and completely lose sight of the fact that, you know, there's how many people in your audience that are also, you know, experiencing something from this from this presentation that you're giving. And, you know, if you can kind of get in touch with, how am I reaching them with when I'm with with my message? Kind of takes the the focus off of you and how you're feeling and now you're making it about them. How is it that they're receiving it and is this working for them? And I always find that that shifts the the whole emotion piece of it so that I'm not so nervous now because now I'm thinking about how they're feeling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, some of the conversations I've had recently with um, sales coaches and people around enrollment conversations and this kind of thing, that's the very thing that they talk about is the fact that you want to make it about them, not about you. That it, what's important is what's the value they're going to get, what are the benefits that they're going to get, not... Um, you know, what are the things that I'm going to give you? What are the features? That kind of thing. It all revolves around them, their challenges, and how do I get give them the best experience possible um, so that they grow, they become more visible, or whatever it is that their goal is coming out of a program. So I think that, that makes it really, really important. Um, my question to you, I guess, is how have you, you know, I, I see that you teach this to your clients, but how have you used the formula to be more visible in your life? I mean, I know you're, you're, you're beginning to speak around the Bay Area and that kind of thing, but how, how have you used that to keep you visible? Well, I, it's, it's really helped me with my, um, my confidence level um, because as soon as you realize that you have value to bring to somebody, that somebody is really getting something from what you have to offer, <laughs> you know, that, that confidence that you feel like, wow, this, this information is valued. I don't have to be nervous about it, and I can I can be patient. I can take my time, and I so for for me, you know, my process is to ask the questions and then listen, and then how do I feel? How is what's the feeling? What's the energy exchange? Is this is this person really understanding it? Is is what I'm offering them? Is it making a difference? Are they going to be able to use this? Um, and then and then I kind of assess the situation and either move forward with the direction I'm going, or I, I, cha- I change direction a little bit. And so for me, having that process gives me that sense of, you know, 
security when I'm when I'm talking in front of people, and it's it's just given me that that I you know just the confidence to want to be there and to to be fully kind of owning the space. You know, like I I have every right to be here. I have something to offer. This person needs this, and they're receptive to it. They're grateful for it, and this is like the ultimate experience. This is the satisfaction that I that I want from my from my work, and it's changed the whole visibility factor 180 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> so rather than hiding behind being the technician and making sure that the slides run perfectly um, and that kind of thing, you're now up in front on the stage speaking with with authority and compassion and power um, in front of your audience. I love the fact that you're owning the space. That's something when I speak to speakers that I talk about, you have to own the stage. It belongs to you. And that's not something that you want to give up. On the other hand, you also want to give your audience as much information and value as possible and not hold anything back because that's something else that makes you a really powerful, visible leader. So this leads me into, so how do you help your clients to show leadership and how do you show leadership as well? So take it as a two-part question. Okay, so first and foremost is for them, I, you know, I coach them to, to tap into what it is that they really like. You know, what, what is it that really they're, they're, they're passionate about um, as, as far as making a change, whether it's in someone's um, helping someone change a behavior, change a process, or change, you know, I mean, like, if, if you want to be visible, the best way to do it is to do something that you feel really good about you know, sharing, you know, in mm-hmm. front, of a, front of a group of people. Um, I can't think of anything worse than having to go up and teach something that you don't know. I mean, that's the first <laughs> way to make yourself nervous. And so, um, you know, it, it's so easy to fall into that trap of, well, this this skill, this life skill that I have isn't something, you know, unique and people aren't going to really want this. And there is, there is somebody out there that wants that and needs that information from you. And, and so... Um, not to, as first and foremost, is to, to do what it is that you really love doing and, and to not devalue it um, by thinking, you know, nobody really needs this. Because um, it's just, for example, today, you know, I'm not telling any of you, you know, anything new, um, but I'm just pointing out things that, that we, we should all acknowledge in ourselves, that we all have these abilities to, to get up on stage and own it um, with the message that we have that that is going to help somebody out there. And the people that need it and want it are going to stay in that audience and listen, or they're going to speak us out, and they're going to be there to hear it. And we, we don't need to worry about the other people. So just focus on that, um, first and foremost. Um, and then, you know, being able to um, ask questions and really listen to, to what people are saying so that you really... And have a full understanding of what it is that your audience needs. Um, for example, you know, a few of the presentations that I've witnessed that where I can see, like, wow, there was so much information on just this one slide, or they were on, they stayed on this one um, piece for so long that, you know, I lost interest. And I could just, 
I just tell them to break that up into a bunch of different slides and, you know, just use one of those graphics for each one and how just the movement would keep people's mind engaged. And, you know, I just want to share it with them, um, just asking them the question if they were open to having any of that, any of those suggestions, um, and then letting them, you know, have the opportunity to say yes or no um, and or tell me, you know, it's not really so much that, but this is an area where I really think you could help me. And then and then focusing on that, you know, like not just assuming what it is that I have is exactly what they need. You know, exactly, the Jen. And then, yeah. yeah. Okay. This is fantastic. And, and I love the fact that you ask questions and listen um, before you get started. Um, I, I so agree that movement in a presentation is very important. Otherwise, you become... Um, you know, a, 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 you might as well be a robot standing up there. So, audience, I want you to think about this during our commercial break. What do you have that is unique to you? Tap. Let's tap into what really gets you excited and that you would just love to share with the world about you and about the change that you want to see happen or whatever it might be. And we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you left your corporate or military career to start your own business? Are you frustrated that you're not seeing the success you expected as an entrepreneur? Let leadership expert Linda Patton show you the key skills and mindset you need to engage your team, build your influence, and create the thriving business of your dreams. Linda Patton understands the challenges and frustrations facing a new business owner. Drawing from her own 40 years of experience in the military, corporate, government, and entrepreneurial arenas. That's why it's become Linda's life work to help women like you truly become the world-changing, extraordinary leaders you are meant to be. Are you ready to step in, step up, and step out into leadership to create an exceptional business and life? Start by scheduling a free 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Lead with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, lead with Linda.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Voice America Women. Your passion starts here. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. 
Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. And I'm here with an expert who makes it all seem very, very easy. Um, And that's my dear friend, Jen Hardy of Clear Course Creations. And she has this fabulous formula that we've been talking about uh, that helps you to, one, stay on track, and two, to give what you need and want to share with your audience, with your clients, all of that, so that you really show your leadership and your expertise um, with those people that you're meant to help. So, Jen, welcome back. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I just got to miss it. Anyway, um, so we were talking about how you help um, your clients to bring the leadership into their their program, um, reminding them that it's unique to them, um, that you tap into what um, they are really passionate about, behaviors, processes, whatever it might be, and really turning them into um, an exciting uh, piece of instructional design that really can um, engage their audience and really bring them in and get them excited about working with it. Um, Can you do that with, let's say, slide rule training? I'm sorry. um, I was going to say, do you know what a slide rule is? I'm sorry? I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear the question. Uh, the, well, the, the question was, could you do this with slide rule? In other words, with really, really, really boring, or at least what would appear to be very boring, okay, we're going to do engineering training, where it's it seems all systems and processes. Is there a way to turn that into something that people would, uh, one, be engaged in, and two, get excited about if they weren't engineers? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so I think any time you can um, take a process and and uh, break it down to something so simplistic that it could be even like like I was using for my for my recipes. Like how many ingredients do I need for this recipe? And I have I count them on my fingers. Um, it's I mean you can you can you know anything has a as a step by step process that you have to follow. If you're gonna um, open a jar, you have to turn the lid. You have to you know you have to do all the steps to get to. So what it is. So I, I think the first thing is, is to find out what it is that your audience does. So if if you're teaching teaching a skill that's new to them, put it in context to something that they do, so that if they can imagine it while mm-hmm. you're teaching them something that might be more complex, if they can imagine doing that with something that they do, they're they're going to they're going to see the similarities, or they're going to see the steps, and that the the visualization of it. Um, is going to stick in their memory so that they can go back and then use it in their own life. And I think it's really important too, Jen, that, um, and I know you do this as well, is that you teach the whole process. So if you're teaching somebody to, you know, clean out a particular machine or, or something like that, where, where you really want to teach them a shortcuts because you know that the shortcuts are going to, in the long run, be more valuable to them. But if you don't teach the full process, then they don't know why, the why of the shortcuts. And that can be a real problem, especially around safety. And so it, it is important to, you know, how do you make that, 
I don't want to say exciting, but interestingly enough, interesting enough that they want to learn the whole process. And then once they practice that and they've got it down and, and it just becomes rote, then you can teach them shortcuts. Like, okay, you're doing really, really well with this. Let's here's a place where you could shortcut it. But remember, if you get, you know, if if something's not working well or it's hard to do or whatever, then go back to the full process. Would you agree that it's best to to train the whole process before you teach shortcuts? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's like thinking about, you know, when you're teaching a child something. Um, mm-hmm. It's really easy just to give them the answer to the math problem, but if you don't teach them the steps on, on how to, to, you know, do the fraction, they're not going to be able, you know, able to really understand, you know, how to measure something for that recipe that they're trying to make. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they just, it's the, the um, I want to say that, you know, that if you can break it down so that it's something, you know, if you can make the metaphor so that it's something that they can see that they already know how they, you know, they already how to do it. They know how to do it. You're building knowledge on something that they've done before. Now you just transfer that knowledge over to this new skill. But yes, absolutely, they have to know why things are that way. Otherwise, you know, then there will be missing pieces because when they transfer that information over to the new skill, um, when the, the danger piece comes up or, you know, you know if something doesn't go right, um, they're not going to have the why to fall back on to know that, oh, this isn't, this isn't the correct process because I know that something before this step was supposed to have happened. And so, yeah, absolutely. They need to know the, the foundation of it before they can um, skip ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. You almost have to uh, cement that into this, the unconscious so that you you're, you become unconsciously competent and can't but can pull it back up to consciousness if you need to. Um, I know um, I was going to go someplace with that, um, that, as you said, teaching kids how to do th- think about driver training. If they sort of shortcut that, what what that would look like for drivers on the road, although there are moments when I think that some of our younger drivers did shortcut it, and you sort of wonder, did you learn all the steps to doing this before you went on? Anyways, my, my next question to you is really about how you help your clients to be more comfortable with visibility and yet not using their PowerPoint slides as a crutch to be able to stand up in front of a group of people and train or present or whatever it might be. So how do you help them get more comfortable? The, the easiest way to get more comfortable is to carve everything down to the simplest form. <laughs> because ah. I think we feel the more information we give and the more we're able to speak, you know, the, the, more, we ha- the more we have to offer, um, the less dead space there'll be and the less, you know, nerves that will get into place there. But the problem is, is that if you're just overwhelming your audience with with information and they start to glaze over because it's too <laughs> much, you feel that. Oh, yeah. You feel that loss of connection. And so, but if you cut things down, if you carve it down to something really small, if you have three points to make, just make one and wait until they're nodding their heads and they're saying yes, you know, to you through their energy, yes, I get that, I see that, I can see myself using it, um, I understand, you, you feel that, you automatically feel more confident, 
And then mm-hmm. we'll move on to the second point. But if you don't quite, if you haven't quite gotten to that, that second point, you know, where, where you're able to move on, they, they don't quite get it. Think of another way that you can explain it so that they, they really get that, so that you can feel that um, acceptance of, okay, I get it. This is totally worth my time. When you feel that, you're more comfortable, and then you're, you're more poised, and you're ready to go on to that second point. And um, even if you only get through one point, it was, it was well worth the time, and you will have felt that you, know, that, that you were appreciated and valued. And, and for me, that's the key to uh, being comfortable and yeah. being visible. Yeah, and Jen, I I have sort of a follow up question on that. That's great when you're you're seeing people. You can see the nods. You can you can ask them to raise their hand or whatever it might be, and before you move on to the next point. But so much of your work is done with online webinars, and right. how do you know that? And I'm going to give you an example. How do you know that they got it before you move on to the next one? I was on a webinar a couple three weeks ago uh, about. Um, using social media in a particular way. And I swear this woman had either had recorded it and then played it at, you know, warp speed. I have never seen a webinar move that quickly. And and so you couldn't take notes. Um, You really didn't get enough depth. Now, she did ask in the chat, you know, um, say, hey, if you got that. But, you know, it's like, okay, could you slow down just a little bit so at least I could take notes, um, so do you have any um, advice for the online webinars as far as how do you know that they got that piece? Well, that's a great question. And that's the, where you bring in the different levels of engagement. You, you have to have different ways to connect with people. Um, webinars are great, um, but you're, you're always dealing with technology and sometimes the delayed reaction a time when you ask a question and then it has to filter through everybody's, you know, Wi-Fi and, and then getting your answer back. So sometimes it's best to offer up the information and then have access to, um, for people to respond back or to, um, you know, ask questions later, whether it be on a Facebook group or an email um, or if you want to just have a hard break in the middle of a webinar where, like, this is where we're going to just go, we're going to have 30 minutes, you know, or let's say 10 minutes just for questions. And, it, it's you know, I'm going to start with a commonly asked question, you know, just to kind of get the ball rolling, maybe get some some, some thoughts, you know, coming forth from everybody. Um, but you have to have different ways for people to access you because not everybody's going to feel comfortable um, okay. speaking up in that kind of format, too. Um, but... It's, it's not, you can't just expect a one-size-fits-all when you're doing anything online. You have to have, because um, you're, you're meeting different personality styles, too. I and mean, that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation. That, that, okay. Yes. So, so, Jen, you have a, a free gift. Could you give us a quick description on that? Yeah, yeah. So, I just, I have um, just a couple steps on how I go through um, the process of teaching, you know, people to recognize their formula, what, what it is, their process, and how they do anything uh, to, to see their self through from beginning to completion on a task um, or reaching a goal. So um, I have that, and, and 
Love and and the link to it is on, on our website under free gifts, free radio gifts. So please li- click into that and take a look at Jen's offer. Um, and I definitely want you all to, to take a look out for um, Jen's great work when the art of hurting cats, leading teams of leaders, the 12 modules as a webinar comes out later uh, earlier in fall. And take a look for that because you'll be able to see her genius in the work that she did with me. Um, so, Jen, at this time, we're, we've got a couple minutes left. Um, could you give our audience like one or two really great tips um, out of this conversation that we've had? Yes, um, absolutely. Uh, one, I'd just like to say whatever information that you have, um, carve it down to a third of what it is that you that you want to share <laughs> and create create three webinars instead of one or three courses instead of one. You know, it's a better opportunity for you to effectively communicate a point to someone for them to really get something out of it, give you feedback to ask for clarification, and then and you have more opportunities to connect with them at a later date. Um, and then, you know, just remember when you are in front of a, a group of people, it's, it's really not about you. It's, they're sitting out there feeling self-conscious and feeling, you know, um, all of their emotions. And uh, so try to transfer that. It's not about me up here. It's about them. And I'm here to support them and to help them understand what it is that I have to share. Fantastic. Thank you, Jen, so very, very much for being here and sharing your genius with our listeners. And for those of you who are out there, if you'd like more information about the webinar on the Art of Hurting Cats, Leading Teams of Leaders, or Leadership Inspirations, um, please do connect with me at Linda at DARE, the number two, leadwithlinda.com. And until next week, be courageous, dare to lead. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week.